city of stars are you shining just for me city of stars there's so much that i can't see city of stars i don't mean to do it the thing but something compels me city of stars i think i'm stuck like this as you can see city of stars could you please take over the intro for me (laughs) (laughs) hello hi welcome the show's name is politics although i call it politics you've never called that in in your life (laughs) and i mean city of stars you've never called that in your life (laughs) (laughs) and the title of this episode is dream scenario my name is City of Stars. Yeah, and City of Stars, my name is Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't here last week. Uh, well, I was going to say, what are you up to? But we actually covered this in our commentary for this week, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, which we recorded last week. Yes. But anyway, tell the, you know, main feed audience what you're up to. I don't even remember. I think you I were with just... your friends and you went <laughs> yeah. to somebody's wedding. Fuck it. <laughs> no, that was... Oh. No, that was like two weeks ago. When you were supposed to record. Okay. Anyway. I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to my friend's wedding. We partied. We had a good time. And yeah. That was really about it. I, I would say. Great stuff. Yeah. Was it worth skipping the episode? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Fair enough. You caught me there. <laughs> so, clear up from last week. <sighs> I said Pete Buttigieg worked at a think tank when he got out of college. I made a big mistake. He actually worked for an exclusive consultancy firm named McKinsey & Company. Oh, McKinsey. Which, uh, they do a very similar... I don't want to say that. Uh, McKinsey is a lobbying company. Mm. So, like... Say, like... Uh, names... Okay, like... If the government wants to put in buses. Yes. The car companies will hire McKinsey and company to like lobby politicians to not make that bus. What did I say? If they want to buy buses. What did I say? Was it public transport or buses? Public transport. All right. Yes. Just public transport in general. Okay. The government announces plan with plans to in- increase public transport. Right. The car companies would get a lobbyist like McKinsey and company to lobby on behalf of them to get the politicians to not implement that so that they can sell more cars. Right, I see. You get me? Yeah. So, yeah. Essentially, one of the most evil <laughs> evil <laughs> things that you can do, uh, uh, lobbying on behalf of the corporations. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> can we get to the news of the week? Yeah, sure. So, I don't think we've ever spoken about load shedding. Uh, right? No. We've mentioned it, like on the Oppenheimer episode. mm but to explain to our international listeners, due to our ruling party's incompetence and corruption, our state electrical provider, ESCOM, sometimes, and when I say sometimes, I mean most of the time, <laughs> does not have the capacity required to provide the amount of electricity the country needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Therefore, they implement planned blackouts to ease the strain on the grid. If you believe in conspiratorial thinking, as I do, mm-hmm. then it's not that they're incompetent. ESCOM is being deliberately sabotaged so it can be sold off to private interests. Oh. Right? Yeah, okay. 
I see. That mm-hmm. being said, yeah. it's very likely that they're just incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know. You have to believe people are in charge. Yeah. You know, that, like, <laughs> there's not just a bunch of idiots running around that this is a conspiracy. I think that makes me feel better. <laughs> right. Uh, frankly, either way, it's a disgrace. Yeah. And I don't talk about it too much because it's exhausting. That is true. And every single person wants to talk about it. Right? Yeah. You'll yeah. be speaking about somebody and they'll complain about load shedding. load shedding. Then you'll go to the next person, they'll complain. And it's, you know, sometimes you just need to <laughs> just, just talk about other stuff. You know, it's it's too bleak. It's too, you know, energy sapping to complain, complain, complain. Yeah. That being said, I don't mind commenting when a new story comes up. Mm. So I energy minister... Josencho Ramahopa has announced plans to procure an additional 2,500 megawatts of nuclear power capacity. Yes. Saying that is cheaper than solar and wind power. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Prof- Professor Mark Swilling from Stellenbosch has pushed back on this saying that the minister has not factored in construction and financing costs. Right? Basically, we have one nuclear power station that produces at a certain cost. Yes. And the minister is looking at that figure. But if we were to make use of this additional 2,500, we would need to build another station. And the minister is either deliberately or mistakenly not taking this into consideration. Right? Okay. So we yeah. need another <laughs> yes, another one, right? Uh, in addition to this, the nuclear power plant would only become operational in 10 years at minimum. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for the problem we're having now, <laughs> we'll implement something in at minimum 10 years. Uh, I read that it's more realistic that it's close to 15. Oh my goodness. That's even worse. The professor also said that 2,500 is not a large amount in in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) And that this is a huge waste, both both because of the cost and the danger to the environment as opposed to renewable energy. So his point was that renewables... Uh, produce far more energy than the 2,500. Yeah. And they cost less. Yeah. They so, cost less to build. Yes. But even if it didn't, <laughs> I would say we should invest more in renewables just because it's better for the environment. Yeah. Even if it was more expensive. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Once again, this is either just blatant corruption mm. or, uh, I mean, it definitely is blatant corruption. <laughs> but. <laughs> That is the most so, likely scenario, yes. Uh, a lot of ANC people have been saying that Jacob Zuma proposed this in like 2012, I think. Very, very early on. Okay. So, apparently, there's a... We're getting this from Russia. Oh, we're getting the nuclear... Yes. All the The stuff. nuclear material to, you know, create nuclear power from Russia. Russia. And... So I I don't think this is proven. This is just a another conspiracy I read, but one I don't hundred percent believe that uh, there was a deal in place with Zuma. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we mine uranium as well. So why would we not just use that? My brother in Christ, I have no idea. I'm <laughs> okay, just I'm cool. just I'm reading the news. Okay. Right? Yes. This. Uh, what were we just saying? I just looked out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the deal with Russia. Yes. So the the theory is that there was an existing deal with Zuma. Yes. But 
due to him resigning. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't implement that. Oh, I see. Okay. But now, uh, our energy minister, yes, is following through on that deal. Yes. That being said, this was proposed by a DA person. Oh. And they like. They kind of think that they're American, right? Okay. So do you know in 2016 with the quote unquote election hacking? Yes. Uh, the the liberals in America began to like blame everything on Russia. Yeah. If like they stubbed their toe on the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the, the side, uh, you know, of the steps or something. Yeah. I'm like damn it, Russia, <laughs> Putin. <laughs> right. So now in Cape Town, the DA they believe themselves to be. Americans, right? And if you read any news stories from Cape Town, they're constantly like, "Russian interference did this. <laughs> Russians did this. <laughs> Russians did that." Right? So this could just be an extension of their paranoia that, you know, Russia's behind everything in the world. Yes. So I don't want to say, okay, this is fact, but I just want to throw that out there, you know, in terms of, you know, just so everyone knows that's a possibility. Yes, I right? see. Right. So. Uh, do you have any other comment or can we move on? Uh, we can move on. Be- okay, I have more comment. <laughs> In our Oppenheimer episode, which is probably the one of the only times we've mentioned it, mm-hmm. you were talking about some cable, something that had low resistance. Yes. Right? The superconductor. Because the room I was... <laughs> temperature. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. you said it'll solve load shedding. Yes. And I just kind of said, oh, and then moved on. Because... Yes. I don't believe this is a technological problem. Every country in the world has the ability to provide energy, right? <laughs> yes. It's not a technological problem. It's a political problem. Right, I see. So that's why when you were mentioning that, I was just like, all right. I was hoping that, you know, the thing you were talking about mm. would be like, I actually mentioned in that episode, like, Will it allow me to go to space? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> yes, no, maybe. Check the answer on the, <laughs> this piece of paper I've handed you. And uh, yes. But anyway, like I said, it's a disgrace. But let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> Former President Jacob Zuma, uh, also in the news this week, right? <laughs> he has left the ANC saying, I have decided, quote, I have decided that I cannot and will not campaign for the ANC of Ramaphosa in 2024. My conscience will not allow me to lie to the people of South Africa and to pretend that the ANC of Ramaphosa is the ANC of Lutuli, Tambo, and Mandela, said Zuma. And so that's the end of the quote. Okay. And I believe that this is 100% true. Okay. But it's also proof that hypocrisy is not an argument. Do you remember I've said this before? Mm. Where it's like, if Jeff Bezos had to come out and say... uh, you know, workers are entitled entitled to all that they provide. Produce. Yeah, produce. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> You'd be like, God damn it, Jeff, you're right. <laughs> but you're a huge hypocrite because you're extracting all that wealth from your workers, right? Right. So hypocrisy is not an argument as to whether something is right or wrong. Yes. Similarly, <laughs> this guy's the reason why ANC is not the, the party of Lutuli, Tambo and Mandela anymore. Right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the culprit is like them. It's like uh, a guy robs a store and he comes back, he's like, wow, <laughs> crime in this area, it's fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's like you, the one who did this. Right? Uh, by, 
the way, Ramaphosa was his vice president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if our international listeners know that. This was his man. This was his man. Uh, although you could argue that uh, they represent different factions of the party. Yeah. And that was like a compromise to having him. But like... Uh, Optically, it still looks wild that <laughs> his vice president got into power and he's like, yo, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, so I 100% agree with our previous president. Yes. Uh, the ANC of Ramaphosa is not the ANC of Lutuli, Tambo and Mandela. Yeah, it's the ANC of Ramaphosa. Yes, and Zuma <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That being, so, this is actually huge news, right? Mm. Because quite a... A large portion of the ANC are still Zuma supporters, even though he hasn't, you know, been in power for years. Yeah. So, this could be quite <laughs> substantial. Especially with elections coming up. Yes, 2024. Be, yeah. Mm. But that's years away. That's like oh, no, two I'm weeks checking, away. <laughs> I'm checking my calendar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So our next story of the week, and this comes from The Hollywood Reporter by a story by Aaron Couch and Boris Kitt. And that's okay. Kitt spelled like uh, a football kit, you know, like, <laughs> which I just thought that was uh, a little bit of fun, right? But their surnames are objects of sort. Yeah, a couch and a kit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do on uh, Sunday afternoons. I sit on my couch with my full, uh, full kit wanker. <laughs> I put on the shorts. I put on my boots to watch <laughs> Liverpool play. <laughs> uh, anyway, quote. On December 18, a Manhattan jury found Jonathan Majors guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment following it. A two-week trial that stemmed from a March incident between the actor and his ex-partner, Grace Jabari. In the wake of his legal troubles, PR firm The Lead Company and his managers at Entertainment 360 dropped the actor. He is still repped by WME, but that could change in light of the verdict. In addition to this, Marvel has fired Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Thoughts on this? I feel like we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Considering we we did the replacement segments. Like two weeks ago, very poorly done. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it it was just speculation then, mm. and it's concrete now. That's the only difference. Yeah. Do you have any comment? Uh, not really. Mm. I I think all the comment that I've had has been said. Yeah, in previous episodes. Yeah. So we mentioned this like in the episode after Ant Man. Like mm. that's how quickly it came out. Like. Yeah. But he. Uh. So I don't know when it was because I believe like almost out the gate we were like he did that shit yeah and I can't remember what it was exactly that did that but the one that stuck in my mind Hmm. is that video of him breaking up the fight between the two girls which is (laughs) such an obviously fake (laughs) a fraudulent video if I've ever seen one (laughs) it's okay so if you haven't seen it right it's somebody and there's two girls with their hands up as if they're about to fight (laughs) <laughs> and they're like kind of circling each other and then like a black car pulls up Jonathan just jumps out <laughs> just randomly he happens to be there in an already shooting video <laughs> he jumps out of the car <laughs> he holds them to the side like he's Gandhi or like you know, he's like some peace figure that's come forward and like <laughs> 
Gandhi. Well, he's a peace figure, right? <laughs> you know, like I was trying to think, maybe like Jesus. I don't know, somebody who represents peace, right? He put his hands to the side. <laughs> And it's like this is the most staged thing I've ever seen in my life. This man is guilty as shit. I've never seen somebody more guilty. <laughs> Seriously, if if you if you haven't seen it, go watch that video. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but this is a very serious story. I'm glad that uh, his partner got the justice yes. that she deserved. Yes, and uh, yeah. This guy threw away one of the biggest bags I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He's the new... He was going to be the new Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> he, he fucked it up. Jesus. Yeah. Ah, that's bleak. Well, bleak in terms of money. Yeah. But uh, it's good that justice was served. Yeah. That's what I was saying. So, next story. I'm getting this from PBS. Okay. It didn't have an author. Okay. Uh, I don't... I can't remember if it said author... I'm. Staff writer or something else. But uh, <laughs> it just, there wasn't a name, right? Okay. Yeah. Quote, Elon Musk has restored the X account of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, pointing to a poll on social media platform formerly known as Twitter that came out in favor of the InfoWars host who repeatedly called the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting a hoax. It poses new uncertainty for advertisers who have fled X over concerns about hate speech appearing alongside their ads and is the latest device of public personality to get back their banned account. Musk posted a poll on Saturday asking if Jones should be reinstated, with the results showing 70% of those who responded in favor. Mm. Early Sunday, Musk tweeted, The people have spoken, and so it shall be. A few oh, no. hours later, Jones's posts were visible again, and he retweeted a post about his video game. He has a <laughs> video game? <laughs> yes. The thing is, I don't think you're... You're familiar with the Alex Jones brand, right? I listened to a podcast called uh, Knowledge Fight, yeah. which is a a show dedicated to exposing his bullshit. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's incredible, right? They already did an episode on this and it was chef's kiss. <laughs> it was amazing, right? Um, he and InfoWars show have been permanently banned in 2018 for abusive behavior. It is a major turnaround for Musk, who previously said he wouldn't let Jones back on his platform despite repeated calls to do so. Last year, Musk pointed to the death of his firstborn child and tweeted, I have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, politics, or fame. Right? So, okay. that's the end of the the news story. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, from PBS. Okay. So, this is me now, me speaking. Right. Before we speak about Alex Jones, I would just like to point something out about that article. Okay. The part where it says, quote, Last year, Musk pointed to the death of his firstborn child. Right? Yes. The story he told was that his child died in his arms, which was a lie. <laughs> the child died in his ex-wife's arms. Okay. And he's corrob- corroborated that story previously. Okay. And now he changed the story to the child died in his arms. Yeah. Right? Which was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> right? In the same sentence he denounced Alex Jones for using children's debts for gain, he himself was using the death of his own child to gain sympathy. It's it's Oh goodness. <laughs> he's one of the biggest biggest dipshits on earth, bro. He's <sighs> but anyway, so they do a Twitter space. Yes. Alex Jones where he uh he's just kind of having a victory lap <laughs> and right wingers are just, you know, jumping in. And yeah. Elon Musk jumps into that Twitter space. Right. And he asks Alex like 
can you explain how you know what happened yeah and alex jones gives this bullshit story which he's done many many times before okay he gave the story when he was in court and it didn't work <laughs> but <laughs> he still says it so he says that the media demonized him and in and made the public believe that he's the one who actually did the Sandy Hook shooting. Oh, nobody believes that. It's just a thing that is made up, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. What he is what he did do was call into question whether it happened or not. Yes. And his audience harassed the uh uh parents of the kids who died. That's insane. That's what he's being accused of, not that he's the one who literally did the shootings right <laughs> so what he does is he changes the argument right so he obfuscates what he actually did mm. and then people will be like oh wow he didn't actually do that yeah but he did something else that's <laughs> yeah. fucking that's fucked up right yeah so alex jones is obviously obviously full of shit mm. so fuck him you should not be on twitter to you know do that again yeah. very disgusting yeah So yes, two dipshits. Mm. Musk and uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> But again, back to the thing. A few weeks ago we we had that story about Elon Musk saying advertisers are pulling out. Yeah. Once again, why would you advertise on a platform uh, on a place that platforms Alex Jones who, you know what I just said about harassing parents? Yeah. I don't understand. If I'm an advertiser, I, I would not want to advertise on that platform. Yeah. How can this idiot say uh they they're blackmailing me by not advertising on my platform <laughs> it's, it's it's obviously people are upset about this right yeah and yeah he's so, making the decisions yes and then going oh why aren't they advertising here yes oh the consequences of my actions what the <laughs> hell <laughs> why <laughs> anyway <laughs> um There's one last thing I wanted to say. Uh, okay, Alex Jones. Yeah. If he weren't such an evil person, yes, he's genuinely one of the greatest entertainers to ever live. <laughs> When, on Knowledge Fight, you know they they'll play clips of him. Yes. And he is the funniest fucking person <laughs> I've ever heard, bro. But this the the problem is that he, you know, all his right wing conspiracies, etc. Mm. So yeah. Fair enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bless you. Um so this comes from a story in Variety by Ethan Shanfeld. Okay. I don't know if Shanfield or Felt. It's F E L D. Sounds like Shanfeld. Yeah, but whatever. Quote. Benny Safdie has set his solo directorial debut on The Smashing Machine, an A24 okay. feature film starring Dwayne Johnson as MMA and UFC champion Mark Kerr. So, okay. First of all, do you know who Benny Safdie is? Um someone who directed but in like groups sure okay he, cool i'm taking that of, as a win he's one of the safty brothers oh josh and betty they made uh they made a few very very good movies with a24 oh okay. the first being good time have you heard of that no it stars robert pattinson okay in like a oscar worthy role oh i don't know if he would have won that year hmm. i don't have my Oscar spreadsheet in front of me <laughs> but uh, he uh he was very good in that role that's what I'm trying to say okay um the other one they made was uncut gems with Adam Sandler yes have right. you heard or seen that I've heard of it it's a very good movie as well okay love the sandman and mm. they got the best out of him yeah 
Now this is where you may know him from. Do you know in Oppenheimer? Yes. There's like a Russian scientist. Yes. He is played by Benny Safdie. Oh, oh. So he's both the actor and the director. Okay. He was he huh. actually he was uh, a character in Good Time. Right. He was he played the mentally ill brother of Robert Pattinson in that movie. Oh, okay. But yes. He's also currently in The Curse with Nathan Fielder and uh, Emma Stone, which I've been speaking about. Mm, yeah. He he is so good in that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So this is a solo direct directorial debut. Okay. And we've been sp- speaking about The Rock for quite a while now that his choice of projects are dog shit. <laughs> 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 uh, I can't remember. And maybe like a few weeks after we spoke about it, do you know who Patrick Willems is? Uh, no. So he's a YouTube video essayist. Okay. He makes video essays. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes sense, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, this might be interesting to you. Yes. He just made a video about Days of Thunder. Oh. Do you know what that is? It's a World War Two movie, no. I think. Damn. Well, it's, that's right. It's a Tom Cruise movie about okay. him being a racing car driver. Oh. Directed by Tony Scott, which is, you know... I need to watch this movie. It's the team behind Top Gun. Yeah. And when I say the team, I just mean the actor and the director. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the production cost, but <laughs> yes, actually, I haven't seen it either. But uh, it's actually I, everything was done at the same time. It's apparently very bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick! I haven't seen his his video, but the title is "How One Movie Ruined the Entire Eighties." <laughs> <laughs> And it's a picture of Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder. So, yeah. Not looking good. <laughs> but I do want to watch it, though. Right? Yes. Uh, why do we mention Days of Thunder? Um, oh, know. Patrick Willems. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, Patrick right. Willems made, like, a one-hour video about The Rock. Right. And how he chooses his role so poorly. And again, uh, did he steal it from us? Definitely not, <laughs> but uh, you can't uh, prove that. Yes, can I use that on social media to instigate some sort of beef? I'm hoping so. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need this. Yes, we, <laughs> we, we need the the attention, right? <laughs> but anyway, per A24, the film marks the Rock's move into his most dramatic project and role yet. The okay. movie's logline reads: "The Smashing Machine is a drama based on the story of Mark Kerr." a legendary MMA fighter with a no-holds-barred era of the UFC at the peak of his career. He struggles with addiction, winning, love, and friendship in the year 2000. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, <laughs> I I think The Rock has talent. Yes. Well, he wouldn't be there if he didn't have some sort of talent. Yeah. I just think he's wasting it. Yeah. I think I was speaking about John Cena in the mm. freelance episode where yeah. I said you can go one of two ways. Yeah. You can go the way of Dave Batista, who chooses, you know, excellent More directors, carefully. excellent directors to work with, and mm. they give him like meaty roles that he can, you know, sh- uh, showcase his talents. Yeah, as opposed to The Rock, who like looks for a brand to attach himself to. Mm. Uh, I feel that this is, you know, <laughs> The Rock taking that <laughs> other path now. Yeah, and uh, I'm very happy about this. Yeah, because he's shown signs like. I don't think you know about this, but Southland Tales. No, I have no idea what that is. It's directed by a guy named Richard Kelly. He has a fascinating filmography, right? Okay. He made Donnie Darko. Okay. But 
Donnie Darko requires a website to understand it. Right. There's, but this was in the t- early 2000s, right? Okay. So this was very novel at the time. Yeah. But Southland Tales, the first four chapters are a comic. Okay. And the movie starts with chapter five. Right. So again, very bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a bizarre filmmaker. Okay. And The Rock was in Southland Tales in 2006. Okay. Very early on in his career. And he he's not playing the conventional The Rock TM character <laughs> <laughs> that he does in most movies. Southland Tales, even though it's a bit bizarre, mm. that's him being like, you know, showcasing his, uh, his, his range. Dramaticness. Yes. That and Pain and Gain. Have you seen that? I've heard of that. It's a Michael Bay movie where these three, like, bodybuilders, yeah. they get caught up in, like, a ransom <laughs> situation, right? Okay. And that's probably his best role. Okay. But... Is he one of the bodybuilders? No, he's actually... <laughs> he's the guy who dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was bigger than all the bodybuilders. <laughs> I don't know how he got that big. He was probably like a strong swimmer or something. <laughs> a really strong swimmer. Um, anyway, uh, do you have any comment? Um, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm excited to see what he'll do in a more dramatic role. But on the other hand... I don't know because it could just be terrible and then he'll go back to playing The Rock TM mm. in all the like jungle movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> in that yes. same beige yes. jumpsuit thing Jungle Cruise The Two Jumanjis and there's another one Red Notice was he was he in the jungle in Red Notice yeah okay well I can't remember but carry on but yeah, I'm I'm hoping it works out for him and then he becomes more kind of discerning. The mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he takes the next step. <laughs> Straight from a rock to a mountain. Well, what's bigger than a rock, but smaller than a mountain? A boulder. I, I don't know. I think I view a rock as bigger than a boulder. Really? Hmm. Anyway, I was going to say maybe the hill. (laughs) He's the hill, right? He is becoming the hill. And then when he works with like a Scorsese, uh, (laughs) he'll become the mountain, (laughs) the mountain who rides. Right. So are we done here? Yeah. Speaking of A24, this is the context for the movie Dream Scenario. Oh, right? segue. It's produced and distributed by them. This is the third A24 movie covered on the pod after Talk to the End and Bo is Afraid. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, this movie reminded me a lot of an Ari Aster movie. <laughs> I wonder why. Yes. And when the credits rolled, I saw produced by Lars Knudsen, yes. who's Ari Aster's producing partner. And I thought... Oh my god, this makes so much sense. Mm. And then the literal next card flipped and it said executive produced by Ari Aster. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, the gang's all here. <laughs> uh, right. So this movie was made by the Norwegian satirist Christopher Borley. Again, mm. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's B O R G L I. Borgli. Is it Borgli or is it Borley? You know, I have. I apologize if I'm pronounced it wrong. Mm. Right. 
So I checked his IMDb and he has a lot of short films that only two previous movies. Okay. The, the first is about an energy drink and it's called Drib. Mm. And the second is called Sick of Myself. Okay. Unfortunately, I haven't seen either of those films. <laughs> but I'm currently trying a way to find uh, find a way to watch those films because spoiler alert, I love this movie and I want to see you know what else this guy has done. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm I, again, like I just said, I haven't seen it, but I'm led to believe that Sick of Myself mm. is about a story about somebody seeking fame. Okay. And they do something fucked up to seek that fame. All right. All right, put a pin in that. We'll okay. <laughs> get back to that, right? Okay. And the next bit of context is that the core idea of this movie is based on a mid-2000s meme. Mm. And I'm going to be reading this from thisman.org. Okay. Quote, in January 2006 in New York, the patient of a well-known psychiatrist draws the face of a man that has been repeatedly appearing in her dreams. In more than one occasion, that man has given her advice on her private life. The woman swears she has never met the man in her life. That Mm. portrait lies forgotten on the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until one day another patient recognizes that face and says that the man has often visited him in his dreams. He also claims that he has never seen that man in his waking life. The psychiatrist decides to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with recurrent dreams. Within a few months, four patients recognize the man as a frequent presence in their own dreams. All the patients refer to him as this man. From January 2006 until today, so I don't know when that article was written. <laughs> it, it seemed to be like written in like the uh, or the late 2000s. Okay. Right? Right. At least 2000 and then 2000 scratched out and it says 8,000 people. <laughs> so again, I have, no, I have no idea how many it will be to this day. Right. Right. People have claimed that he, they have seen this man in their dreams in many cities all over the world. Los Angeles, Berlin, Sao Paulo, Tehran, Beijing, Rome, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, New Delhi, Moscow, etc. Okay. So truly all around the world. Yeah. Right. Everywhere. At the moment, there's no ascertained relation or common trait among the people that have dreamed of seeing this man. Moreover, no living man has ever been recognized as resembling the man of the portrait by the people who have seen this man in their dreams. Huh. The aim of this website is, quote, oh, colon, to help those <laughs> who have seen this man in their dreams and to foster communication among them. To understand who this man is and why he appears in an apparently patternless array of situations in the dreams of such diverse human subjects. So... I kind of want to visit this website now. Yeah. Look, it's like done in HTML and like... (laughs) (laughs) It's grey and like (laughs) very poorly done. Like, even though like I assume this... Not assume. I know this happened after 2006 because obviously... (laughs) Yeah, it has to. Yes. Yes. It feels like a 90s (laughs) website. (laughs) If we could like take that and put it in a new like you know, reader or something, yeah. that, that'd be great. Yeah, so thisman.org, if you want to search it up. Okay. So, yes, that's all the context I have for the movie. Do you have anything you want to say leading into it? Um, I love Nicolas Cage, and that's really about it. There's one thing I forgot. Yeah. Why was I singing Surrey of Stars at the beginning? I don't know. So I went to a new theatre. Well, it's not new. <laughs> it's probably been there for like 15 years 
It's new but to you. I've only been there one time before. Okay. I went with my friend and we watched La La Land. Oh. And that song is from La oh, La Land. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Um, it's also a cinema nouveau. Oh. But it's not in Rosebank. It's much closer. Right. Which, uh, <laughs> uh, so this is the, the issue. When yes. we were going to watch Bo's Afraid. Yes. I went on the website and I saw Bedford Square, which is the place where it is, right? Yeah, right. And I... I clicked there and they didn't have any showings. Okay. So I went to Rosebank, which is the next nearest place. Right. And for whatever reason, I've just been going to Rosebank, but I never went back to <laughs> <laughs> to see if any of the independent movies were playing at uh, Bedford Square. Oh, now I that see. I know that, I'm just going to go there all the time because it's been a, a pain to drive to Rosebank, which is quite mm. far. Yeah, that is true. This is much, <laughs> much better, right? And okay. I actually thought like, I wish I lived here in uh, this area. Yeah, this area because so Eastgate is down the road. Yes, Eastgate they have the IMAX. Yes, and this place has the Nouveau. Yeah. So like, if I lived like in between those places, <laughs> it would be so ideal. <laughs> yes, because I'm definitely spoiler alert. I'm gonna be watching Aquaman two in IMAX. Oh, mm. okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll be going to Eastgate for that. But, nice. Uh, Yeah, so like I said, if I was in the area, it would be so much... (sighs) Listener, if you're in the area, go catch Presh at Aquaman 2. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting a a target on my back. What if I get assassinated? (laughs) I'm going to cut this out and end it. (laughs) Or at least like bleep over it. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So my thoughts on the movie. Okay. First of all, this is what girls do. Yes. Right? <laughs> they have a dream and in the dream you do something bad and they get upset with you in real life. <laughs> it's like, bro, that was not me. This is your de- deranged mind projecting. But anyway. <laughs> so I think this movie works on three levels. Okay. And I'd like to discuss it level by level. But first, I'd like to give some general thoughts. Okay. You know, that independent of the levels <laughs> okay so I think this movie was terrifically acted okay I have Nicholas Cage down as my current favorite for best actor mm. the best actor Oscar okay. obviously the standout is that scene where he's making the very self-serving video <laughs> but aside from that he does some very good character work so these random things where he goes a check please <laughs> that just worked for me that's <laughs> cause that's something I would do <laughs> You know, like... Okay, I know you don't know this, but... I used to watch David Letterman. Oh. When I was a child. Okay. Do you know what that is? A uh, talk show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He was a talk show host. And he would do these, you know, stuff like that. Where, like... He would hold the side of his body when he made a joke. And it's not clear why he would do that, right? Just like... Yes. Huh. But on the side, his hand was on you. you <laughs> yes, you reached across. <laughs> you you put your left hand on your right side. Yes. He, you know, whatever side is like his left hand was right hand. In hindsight, I'm realizing the joke is that he laughs so hard that there's a stitch there. Oh. So you're, you know, you're holding yourself there. Oh. <laughs> like, there's a lot of those stuff where it's like, he's clearly doing old style comedy stuff that, yeah, you know, like, uh, and if you don't have that what's the word grounding in like older comedy mm. doesn't make a lot of sense yeah so like check please that's a very like older you know <laughs> like and he even explains it that it's like a situation where 
mm. you're uncomfortable, so you ask for the check. Yeah. <laughs> because you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, that just really worked for me. That that gave me a huge <laughs> laugh. It's There's been a few movies this year where I burst out into laughter and the rest of the theatre is very quiet. Because <laughs> there were only two people... <laughs> in the theater with me and they didn't make a sound the whole movie and I was bursting into laughter. I was, <laughs> I was making so much noise. I was in a theater by myself. Yes. Uh, again, this is a very... Uh, it's an independent movie yeah. and you went very early in the morning. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> even when... So I've mentioned this many times but I work from home which yes. allows me to go to day screening mm. but I don't go to the early screenings I go to like <laughs> like 12 o'clock 2 o'clock <laughs> like that. you went at 9 o'clock in the morning <laughs> fuck me <laughs> I wasn't even awake <laughs> oh this is the thing I wake up at like 6am yes then I'll go back to sleep and I'll wake up at 10 All Right. so people always get upset with me they're like they'll send a message at like 8am yeah and be like no but you were awake I saw your last scene was like at 6am and I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> I went back to bed. You sent me a message at like seven. Yes. And then I sent you like seven in a row and you didn't reply until I was in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the last bit of context. Yeah. Actually, we already got into the movie. Sorry to go back. When I sat down, I dropped my popcorn. Like one third of the bag just fuck it fell all over oh, the floor bro. So, no. <sighs> I was very upset uh-huh. and I don't know if that colored my viewing of this movie okay. in any way right but uh, so this is the problem now you know the salt that you put in the the popcorn yeah is out of whack now because the third of the, <laughs> the popcorn is missing the ratio is yes the ratio, ratio is fucked yeah. uh, yes so if there's any negative things that I say, it could be stemming from that. I, just wanna, <laughs> I wanted to say that, right? Right. Uh, so back to the acting. Okay. And I was saying another specific person I loved was Michael Sarah. Yeah. I feel like he's usually playing some variation of his character on Arrested Development. Mm. Little, what is his name? George Michael. Or George, is it? George Michael. Yes. Have you never seen Arrested Development? No. So his dad is uh, Michael. Okay. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Michael, Michael. No. I can't remember what the joke is right now, but like, <laughs> he's, he, he tried to go by Boy George one time. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, he, he's George Michael. Right. Like the, the singer. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yes. why I was confused. Yes. But he, uh, anyway, most of the roles he plays in movies yeah. are just some variation on that character. Okay. And I felt this was very fresh, very new mm. and I also thought everyone else was very solid and you know bounced off Nicolas Cage very well. Yeah. So yes, very well acted movie. Yeah. Um, and the next thing is in the context section I said that it, this movie gives me Ari Aster vibes. Mm. Unfortunately it's not as well shot as an Ari Aster movie yeah. but it's still quite excellent. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the know shot composition the framing the color palette being used it's like a very autumn yeah kind of autumn going into winter and you know he's always wearing those giant fucking coats (laughs) (laughs) that should tell you as well but yes uh, aside from his giant coat the i don't know it it gave me like a warm feeling it's also really how do i describe it it's really well colored for its release 
if that makes sense Don't. in the northern hemisphere because it's oh it's like uh, autumny wintry well, it's probably like winter now because yeah. it's nearly well, christmas and it's usually snowing <laughs> yeah but don't this release in november like on that side of the world i guess i can't remember now i think it may maybe whatever the case is mm. you know I- irrelevant yeah right? okay sure uh the production design was incredible mm. especially when they're depicting a dream yeah like you don't like obviously this is set in the real world yeah. so you don't think there's a lot of space for them to do interesting things with the the design yeah. but yeah in the dreams it's very arresting <laughs> <laughs> right yes i i was reading a review mm. that was like i really like the way that they've separated it so that you don't know well not separated it, the opposite of separated it where they they basically said you don't know when it's a dream and when it's real life yes i felt that as well i thought it was quite obvious mm. maybe it's just me but like the specifically the way he acts mm. between real life and dreams there's like a huge juxtaposition between them i can't remember right now but there's one where okay when mm. he was going into the auditorium yeah and he like that lady hurts her hand yeah i thought that was a dream oh it was that that's the one time i can really think of that really got me a few times uh, also got me but that's the mm. one where i'm like yo i'm i swore that was a dream yeah and it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was real but yes it didn't work for you you were yeah. saying yeah I, like specifically with that auditorium scene mm-hmm. i think he would have um he wouldn't have been as i guess panicked or sympathetic hmm. if it was a dream why is that because in it seems like in the dreams he's very like no but that's that's not him yeah no i know but i'm saying like <coughs> the way he acts he's very like cold i guess he he kind of but reminds do me do you remember his dream where he's being hunted by himself yes i would assume he'll be playing himself he wouldn't be playing the person mm hunting him yeah which is what you're putting forward yeah i see that's <laughs> i see what you're saying that there's one version of him that's actually representing him there's mm-hmm. another version that you know people see in their dreams that's yeah. not him yeah so i believe if that was a dream sequence which it turned out not to be yeah that acting yeah. was acting as if though he's himself which is why it worked for me. Oh, like a dream for him. Like his dream yes, instead. Yes, he, he could it could have been his dream. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Mm. I see it, yeah. But again, it's fine to disagree. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think of anything else that just general thoughts. I didn't think the Dylan Baker character was important. Do you know what that is? Dylan Baker. He's the professor. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, he has these uh dinners that that guy never gets invited to. Yeah. I guess it's to show that he's kind of like well, his wife emasculates him and he's disrespected at work. Yeah. You know, that kind of tells you about his character, but I thought that whole plot could have just been cut out. Mm. Like it's 10 minutes of kind of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's I guess you know very early on 
Yeah. When that guy phones in and tells him that, you know, that's how everyone, you know, found out. Yeah. I think that's fine. And then Mm. we never see them again. Yeah. But when we, they get invited to have dinner with them, I thought that was so unnecessary. It was obviously just to show that people are revolted. Yeah. But they did that in other ways with these students, you know. Yeah. Being upset. I didn't really need that. They didn't need to have him there. Yeah. That professor. I think. Yeah. They just they had Dylan Baker and they were like we need to make you suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who he is? No. He plays Kurt Connors in Spider Man Three. Oh. He's uh Kurt Connors is the lizard. Yeah. But he never becomes the lizard in Spider Man Three. He's oh, just kind he's of just... like a hint for a future movie. You know, like one day he may become yeah. the lizard. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so yes, I thought that was unnecessary. Yeah. Hmm. Which dream did you think was the best? Which dream did I think? Well, was which the one best? did you like the most? Um, Let's just discuss the dreams if you... Oh, actually, you know which dream I did think wasn't a dream? Mm. The one where his... Uh, like where he goes to visit his student and she's like, I'm kind of in the middle of something. He's like, please, can I just come in? We need to sit down for this. Yeah. That was the only one I was like, oh, yeah, okay, he's he's probably going to go ask her, I don't know, about dreams or something. I thought that one was a dream <laughs> because it's like this, he's never acted like that. Mm. Do, do you remember what I said about there's him, a representation of him? Yeah. And then there's the person the, that looks like him. Yeah. The way that person was acting, I thought he was acting like you know, the person that people see. Yeah. So at that, at that one, I knew was a dream because, you know, he he doesn't intentionally make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Him, that person at the door, that's like, I need to come in. Yeah. That was very, especially if his, his student said, I'd prefer to come outside. Yeah. The, you know, generally people will be, like all right, yes, I, I yeah. just want to speak to you. Yeah, that that's you know, uh, sitting down, whatever is uh, yeah. <laughs> irrelevant. So that one I knew was a dream, okay. but it was very terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, you are so stupid. <laughs> wow, that's hurtful. First of all, <laughs> that's maybe the scariest part of the, 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 that dream. <laughs> um, the one where. So, it's, I think it's the first dream we see. Yeah. I think that was my favorite. It kind yeah. of seems like I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> you know, when, like somebody, oh, hey, what was your favorite of the dreams? And I'm like, um, the, the first, first one. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to say like the fifth one because it's like, uh, but there were only four in the movie. <laughs> so, the, you can only, <laughs> you can only kind of uh, be sure that there's one. So, mm. you're like, yeah, the first one. But yes, I really love the first one where there's like a, a, a man covered in blood and he's chasing that guy. Yeah. And then Nicholas Cage is just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not the first one. That's, we see his no. daughter. I think yeah, the movie his, opens with his daughter. His daughter's dream is first. He, yes. Yeah. But I, I'm just, I'm speaking about the college situation. That was the first dream they showed in the college. I yeah. I believe. Because I think it's his daughter, mm. that lady with the, like her friend yes, got yes, hit by yes, a car. Yes, yes, and then it's the... Yes. The, yeah, but again, like I was saying, in that college yeah. room, he was the first one. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, what? The Dylan Jalula one. Yeah. Was that... 
so now that one confused me. Okay. At that point, so okay, I have I have a theory, not a theory. I think it's very quite. I think it's quite clear what this movie is, right? Right. Or how the mechanics of it. Okay. But that part doesn't like. So up until that, he was just observing people. Yes. But during the time where people he was just observing, she was having a sex dream. Yes. Either a rape dream or a sex dream. It's unclear to me. Hmm. Ah, the the thing is that because it's a dream, I want to say it's a sex dream hmm. because of how she responds. But in real life, it seems more like rape. Does that make sense? People have rape dreams. Yeah, but in in that specific scenario, it seems like she consents to it. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think. Cool. Good chat. <laughs> um, what other dreams do we have? Well, in ones that were interesting, the one where he chases him down with the crossbow. Yeah. You don't realize that it's. So that's another. <gasps> that's another one. I had no idea was a dream. Oh, until you. Yes. Right. Because yeah. people have been treating him very poorly. They're having very negative reactions. Yeah. So a person shooting him. Yeah. It's kind of still outrageous, but it's not that outrageous, <laughs> right? Yeah. And there's just a man chasing him. And then when we find out, oh, it's actually him that's chasing him. Yeah. That was, you know, one where I had no idea it was a dream until mm. that reveal. Yeah. For me, it for me it was like, it was too quiet. Mm. Like the, the neighborhood was empty and the streets were empty. I was like, oh, this... This is probably a dream. Fair enough. Yeah. But when when was like except for when he was at the university, mm. when were there like lots of people? Because like the suburbs were like very quiet, even in real. Yeah. Ah, hmm. That is a good point. I, just didn't, <laughs> I didn't pick up on it. <laughs> All right. So I can't really think of any other general thoughts. So can we get into my? Three levels theory. Your levels, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, level one. The obvious one is that this is a sci-fi movie about a man who appears in people's dreams. Yes. So, do you know what the collective unconscious is? Vaguely, I think. What is it? It's like, um, basically, kind of everyone... I don't want to say shares thoughts, but it's kind of... they've They're, like, interlinked mm. in some way. All right. So it's a term introduced by psychiatrist Carl Jung to represent a form of the unconscious, that part of the mind containing memories and impulses of which the individual is not aware, okay. common to mankind as a whole and originating in the inherited structure of the brain. It is distinct from the personal unconscious which arises from the experience of the individual. According to Jung, the collective unconscious contains archetypes or universal primordial images and ideas. Okay. So yeah. d- let's just be clear here. The idea of a collective unconscious is just a theory. Right. It's not proven to be true. Yes. There's a lot of people who dispute it. Yeah. Including me. Okay. Because I just believe that, you know, that's just the human condition. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of people grow up in similar environments. That's why, you know, across the world. Yeah. If you live in an urban area across the world, if you live in a rural area across mm. the world, you know, certain ideas keep 
popping up just because we're humans yeah. you know and <laughs> the human condition like uh, reacts in certain ways to certain things yeah right. so i don't believe that there's some <clears throat> sci-fi or, or you know like hidden thing that that that's connecting people i just believe that that's our innate response in the same way like you know an animal yeah an animal is not thinking about like mating and like you know all the things they do it's just yeah. the ingrained kind of thoughts that just happens yes that's their instinct yeah. as i believe similarly humans have just like an instinct which i guess is similar to what he's saying i'm just saying it doesn't happen in the brain mm. i just think it's like your body just responds okay i think yeah. i don't know <laughs> but yeah near the end of the movie within the universe of the movie they confirm this idea to be true yeah when they develop the technology to visit each other's dreams yeah and a very nice little cameo by uh Nicholas Braun mm. he's the CEO of the oh of the the company so the he plays co- company. cousin greg on succession oh. he's the guy who's like they were talking about like the greek gods and yeah. he's like um i'm not familiar with that ip <laughs> 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 what my favorite lines from succession <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I think well I believe this is very clear. I don't think this is a theory. Okay. But I'm going to present it like a theory because I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> so <laughs> just Nic- Nicholas Cage accidentally tapped into this network without the use of technology. So he popped up in people's dreams. Right? Yeah. That's uh, uh that's hmm. very clear, I think. Yeah, I would say it's very clear as well because right. that they explain then... that there's a network yeah. that connects people. So clearly, he did something that accidentally popped up. Yeah, right. But when he goes through turmoil in his life, yes, specifically coming too quickly with Dylan Jalula, <laughs> he came and then farted. <laughs> Again, one of the funniest fucking. This is such a great comedy. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> See when he like so they established like a base level of humiliation. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> I said with his professor that uh treats him poorly. Yeah. That's like, "Oh, is this one of those famous dinners?" Mm. And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so uh like I said his wife uh constantly undermines him. Yeah. His children don't like him. Mm. Um I think his students don't really respect him. Yeah. It's like So they 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 establish a base level. Yeah. And then I think him coming too quickly while farting was just <laughs> like the breaking point, right? Because after okay. that moment that's when things turn violent in people's dreams. I was actually going to ask about that. Like mm. why did he become violent? But that makes sense. I think the turmoil in his life mm. gets projected into his, you know, into, into the, the into dreams. the network. Yeah. And that's why people that representation of him in people's dreams becomes violent because of mm. the turmoil in his life. Okay, yeah. Right. Later when he I don't I don't know what happens but he he must have overcome whatever was causing that. Yeah. Right? And that's mm. he loses access to the collective unconscious again. Yeah. Which is why people don't see him in their dreams anymore. Okay. Makes sense. Mm. By the way, uh John Peterson is a Jungian. follower <laughs> I just thought yeah. I'd mention that 
he's always talking about that shit. Uh, Noted. Anyway, level two. Okay. This is a parable for fame or not notoria. Not notoriety. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> It's easy to write down, but when you're when you're saying it out loud, uh, notoriety. Right? Notoriety. This is a parable for fame or notoriety and what it's like to go viral. Yeah. So Dylan Jalula is supremely horny for him. Yes. He gets off he gets offered brand deals due to what made him famous, not what he finds important. Mm. I'd like to draw a parallel here with actors. For okay. example, Chris Evans was complaining one time that people only go to see, see his Captain America movies, not the movies that are personal to him. Hey. Right? I watched the Red Man, the Grey Man. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he, oh, shit. He was, um, he was talking about, uh, I wanted to say train spotting. No, <laughs> the Bong Joon Ho movie, movie about the train. The man on the train. <laughs> Fuck it out, <laughs> bro. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll probably just do it in King of next week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but this goes for any artist. Yes. And, well, this goes for any human. Well, I guess writing is an art, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, he wants to be known for writing about ants. Yes. But... People only want to know him for what made him famous, which is Poppy Up in Dreams. Yeah. So. And Sprite, apparently. They want to know him for Sprite. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. <laughs> they're trying to, they're trying to commo- commodify his, some weird sci-fi thing that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you see that at all? Yeah. I can. Well, now that you've mentioned it. Like, I didn't see it at the time, but I understand it now. Be- Literally, there's a guy who comes up to him and says, what's it like to go viral? Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was also very clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also, there's another thing where Michael Sarah calls him the most interesting person in the world right now. Yeah. Which is another thing, like, people blow smoke up celebrities' asses and say stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just to, I guess, make them feel better. Yeah. Uh, well, they might be very interesting. Yeah. But the most <laughs> interesting person in the world. Uh, Let's get serious, yeah. fella. Right. That's definitely me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn you, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Don't you realize that he's right here? He's the cause. <laughs> okay. Uh, the third level is this is a culture war movie. Okay. Nicolas Cage explicitly says, I don't want to be a culture war person. But uh, <laughs> I think this movie is anti-left-wing. Okay. That doesn't make it right-wing. Just makes it anti-left-wing. I don't want to say anti-left-wing. It's making... It's anti-Gen Z. <laughs> that, okay. that, that's what it's more like. Right. right I see. It's criticizing influences. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, there's right-wing influences <laughs> as well. That's why I'm saying it's not really left or right-wing, right? Right. But, so there's a bunch of things I can point to. Like where, bless you. Thank you. He, okay, sorry. 
as a metaphor for the culture war. Yes. Him turning violent and people responding poorly to him. Yeah. That's a metaphor for cancel culture. You got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. That's level three now. Don't right. mention that. Yes. It's not the same as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> level two. Uh, he. Okay. He says stuff like. Everybody has trauma these days. It's a it's a fad or something like that. He says yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. That's a thing people say about kids on college campuses. Yeah. And these kids on college campuses are often car- often said to be left wing girls. Left wing girls. Yes. 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 Left wing girls. But yes. I don't know. Because to the American Yeah And the American teenager mm. Left wing means Being pro-gay Yeah It doesn't mean like I'm against capitalism Okay That's what I'm trying to say Right So they may They may be pro-capitalism Yes So it's not They're not a left wing Student They're just being perceived As a left winger So that's why I'm not That's why I'm saying It's not anti-left wing It's anti-Gen Z Okay Right Yeah or just people in college Yeah American college students right. right He says something like Everybody has trauma these days It's like a fad Which is something the right wing says about About kids ki- uh, Yes, kids in colleges Yeah um, I'm trying to remember what else But yes So that line where he says Oh, that's a very funny line <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like Michael Sarah says something about you can go on the right wing circuit and talk about how you've been cancelled. Yeah. Right. You. Yeah. You know, you could rebrand yourself as a Jordan Peterson type. Yeah. Who's literally <laughs> called out in this movie, which is why I said. Uh, <clears throat> which is why I said. Which is why I said. <laughs> remind Something me about Jordan Peterson. He's a union. Yes. That's why I was. I was. He I, is a union. A Jungian A a Jungian A follower of Carl Jung Oh Oh You should Jackass (laughs) I mentioned this earlier (laughs) I thought you were talking about like Unions No Do you you not remember earlier We were talking about the collective unconscious Carl Jung Yes Yes And I said Von Peterson is a Jungian To me it just sounds like union why would um, he be a union? I don't know. And he's a right winger. He's anti-union. <laughs> he's, I don't know. <laughs> he's a follower of Carl Jung. He's a Jungian. Right. I see. Yes. It's the same as saying somebody's a Marxist, a follower of Karl Marx. Yes. It's just a different, you know, pr- suffix. Wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, prefix. A prefix is in the front. Yeah. Uh well, uh. Marxist. The ist is the add-on, right? Yes. A uh. Jung en. The en is an add-on. Both are at the end. Yes. So it's a suffix, a postfix. A postfix. Yeah. Yeah. But then. Oh my God! Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. We're not arguing about English bullshit. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yes. He. <sighs> There's lots of things of him saying stuff like. Anti and he's a college professor. Yes. Right. Yes. And okay, so Michael Sarah says you can do the circuit of how you were cancelled. Yeah. And uh, so, and he says, I don't want to be Jordan Peterson. 
Yes. So I think that's the movie saying, hey, I'm not a right winger. Okay. But I do have criticisms of Gen Z. Okay. Which is, you know, people perceive to be left wing. Yeah. So he's saying, hey, I'm not right wing. I'm just anti Gen Z. <laughs> okay. That's that's what I think that portion of the movie was. Right. I and see. he said, and I love that next line where he's like, well, you may not like this, but we got Tucker Carlson booked. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, something like we, we might book you on Tucker Carlson. That, that was a <laughs> terrific line. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> um, the I don't want to say the last thing. It's just I didn't write... Can you see, if you're looking at my notes, I wrote so much for level one, <laughs> a little bit for level two, and nothing for level three. <laughs> uh, so that's why I'm struggling to, rem- to remember stuff. Right. Do you know what the November surprise is? The November surprise? I can't remember the October surprise or November surprise, but, you know. No. So it's a thing in US politics. Okay. The election happens in November. Right. Is it November or December? I think November. <laughs> I think December. Mm. As far as I can recall, well, I, like in 2016, mm. I remember still being at school during the... Does your uh, school not go into December? Uh, we ended on like, in like the first week of December. Yeah, that's what I'm saying it could be. I no. think it might be like the 6th of December. Whatever the case is, not important. It's fine, we'll figure it out. It's, uh... In that period... Yes. Something big will drop. Okay. Against one of the candidates. Right. So sometimes, like, the other party will hold on to something big. Yeah. To release in November, just before the election. Yeah. To kind of sway people's minds. Okay. The 2016 November surprise was... There's a video of Trump on a a bus with Billy Bush. And he (laughs) says, uh... Folks, they let you grab them by the pussy. They just let you do it when you're famous. <laughs> right? Yes. Nicolas Cage grabs Dylan Jalula by the pussy. Yes. And she lets him do it. Yeah. So he's a... Yeah. <laughs> he's a that's, the, that's what I'm saying, right? But that kind of falls into level two without with him being famous. Yeah. Right? Oh, sorry. Casting Nicolas Cage is yes. also like... You know, because he's a... Famous guy. That he being is, said, it yes. would work for any <laughs> any famous person. But I believe specifically, not specifically, Nicolas Cage is one of the people that this could apply to because his career, like, when he came out the bat, yeah. he was very well received. Mm. Then suddenly things turned, you know, like on a dime. Yeah. <laughs> he was viewed very negatively. Yeah. So that's why I, I think this movie kind of follows his career somewhat mm. that's why he was a good choice in a meta sense to play the character yeah that makes sense uh, but again this could apply to a lot of celebrities yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just thinking it also applies to Nicolas Cage therefore you know he was a good choice in yeah. a meta sense not you know you should choose the person based on acting ability mm. but I think they chose both on acting ability and in the meta sense yeah right um, I'm trying to remember what other culture war stuff happens can you remember anything? Cultural. Not that I can... Uh, not really. Uh, well, there's the, the little bit where he's like... He's in a dream. Yeah. And then the influencers come in. And they're like advertising this Yes, stuff. I get... But that's not really... 
Gen Z because influencers are like at any age, right? Yeah. I think it's just more general criticism of capitalism and commodifying dreams. Yeah. But it's not really the main focus of the movie. It's just a, uh, it's just like uh, I think there's like too many ideas packed into this movie. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. But, you know. That's why I separate it into three levels. Mm. But I believe there could be more <laughs> that I'm, I'm. Unfortunately, we only watched this yesterday, yeah. so I didn't have time to like really think about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, more than I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can we move on? Oh, do you have any other things you want to say? Is there a th- not a thread, but like a a, a plot point? of making fun of the French where it's like they really love the nightmares over there oh yeah, yeah <laughs> they're just perverts <laughs> I love that as well <laughs> and again this guy's from Norway so you probably know you know I don't know why I'm being like this but all Europeans know each other <laughs> so yeah. it's like he probably knows the, the French well <laughs> these schools <laughs> yeah the French are very well known for being very strange. Well, in you Europe. mentioned this, uh, like they, the French are either having sex or, <laughs> or they, it's a, sitting in a cafe smoking. No man, <laughs> or they're asleep, which <laughs> which is a euphemism for sex, <laughs> 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 meaning they're very perverted. Yes. So they would love uh, 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 Nicolas Cage sex dreams. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they <laughs> they love it. He's like a voyeur. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, anything else before uh, we get to the rating? Just the final thing. Yes. They had a Talking Heads song playing in the <gasps> credits. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I forgot something. I need to. Okay. So, so you know when he said when it flips. Yes. When things become violent. Yeah. He plays the eyes wide shut thing on the piano. Yes. The, I was that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to mention that. I, when it happened, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Is he eyes wide shutting us? <laughs> and eyes wide shut is a, a movie that has a lot to do do with dream logic. Mm. It's unclear whether Tom Cruise is asleep or awake, and he's just dreaming this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, suddenly a movie about dreams would reference that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, you were talking about the talking heads before I got. Yeah, you no. just reminded me <laughs> of that, and I had to <laughs> had to interject. I yeah. love eyes wide shut. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite Kubrick movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just like a nice little detail. Because, you know, he's in the talking head suit and he saves his, his wife. Yes. His, uh, yeah. Is she? Well, yeah, they're separated, they but she's still his wife. Yeah. The state sees that as a union. So. Yeah. But I, yeah. I said union. Yes. As in two people married. Not a follower of Carl Jung. No, I don't. I don't. Damn. Yeah. I really thought I got yes. it that time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure. Mm. But so, yeah. Rating? Uh, I gave it a nine. It's a very solid nine. Yes. Maybe a ten. I'm literally the same. I have it as a nine. <laughs> but as I'm speaking through it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what I didn't like. Mm. So I can dock in a point. Right. Maybe I didn't like his giant coach. It's <laughs> not very fashionable. I see. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to give it a 10. 
Okay. Fuck it, I'm giving it a 10. <gasps> Sorry if uh, it offends. Oh my goodness. Sorry if it offends Gen Z. <laughs> They're crying, oh my god, this movie, it made me sad. <laughs> Guess what? Fuck you, pal. <laughs> I give it a 10. Fair right. enough. Recommendations. Do you want to start? Uh, yep, sure, I can. I have been on a Sandman binge this past week. Okay. I don't know why. It, it's great. Yeah, it's just I decided to do it, so I did. Well, and I'm glad that you're not just watching the same shit. That you're, <laughs> you know, rewatching. You're actually going out and doing new things. Yeah. Well, that's not doing new things, watching new things. Yeah. So, um, I watched the first Grown Ups movie. Good God. But that there's a reason for that. It's yeah, because... Um, I, I agree. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> what a... <laughs> No, it's, um, you know, every time we go to the, our cousins, um, not these cousins. Yes, I know. Yeah. Right, just make it. Explain sure. to the audience. It's not our cousins. It's our mother's cousin. Yes. It's children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who I just find, it's easier to call them our cousins yes. than our mother's cousin's children. Okay. But yeah. Tell so, the story, <laughs> goddammit. Anyway, uh, usually... We uh every single time we go there. Um that night we plan on watching a horror movie. Mm. Right? And then you watch grown ups. Damn it, you ruined the story. Mm. And <laughs> but, oh my god, <laughs> you're the grown ups. <gasps> we are now the grown ups, yeah. yes. Yeah. Wow. Except that you're all kids, but okay. The grown ups. Yeah, so big be- well, because we stayed there for two nights, um we watched both twice. The, yeah, no, man. <laughs> God damn it. We watched both the Grown Ups movies. Mm, yes. Yeah. What about Grown Ups on and off? In between clothes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we did not have time to watch Grown Ups on and off. <laughs> but then. Um, it's where Timon and Pumba show up. <laughs> Don't you know of Lion King one and all? That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> Carry on. So then, anyway, um, after that, I got home and I decided, damn, I really like Adam Sandler. Whoa, the Sandman. Yeah. So then. <laughs> so you watch two Sandman <laughs> properties. Fair enough. Um, I watched Click with um. Oh, what's his? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Hey, yeah. I'm Christopher Walken, and hey, I'm walking <laughs> over here. That, I don't run. I walk. <laughs> that is also, I think, the first movie I've watched with Christopher Walken in it. What? How on earth? What about True Romance? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. I know you. There's no way you want to watch True Romance. What about Pulp Fiction? No. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what else is. <laughs> yeah, Karen. And the only reason I recognized him. Batman Returns. No. He's Max Shrek. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. No. Yeah. Carry anyway. on. You always like <laughs> take a pause. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think about other things. Like you're moving in slow motion. Because I am. If I could have had the click remote to speed you <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, the only reason I recognized him was because of all the impressions that everyone does of him. Oh, like, like I just did. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, Balls of Fury. I don't even know what that is. It's a guy. It's a table tennis movie, <laughs> and he's the villain. <laughs> No, I haven't okay. watched that. I should watch that for next week. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um and then I also started Rick and Morty. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And that that originally I didn't get into it because mm. I was like, uh, it's it's not for me. Mm. And then I need to get that meme. Which meme? There's a great meme. Oh listen. <laughs> Uh, clean up next week you're in for a treat okay (laughs) sounds like a plan Mm. it's not it's a copy pasta you know what that is yes it's like uh, okay carry on carry on yeah Um, so far really enjoying it I think I'm like halfway through season one now and yeah okay I didn't say anything (laughs) but you laughed you're like oh I'm watching Rick and Morty I'm like okay season six oh no I'm halfway through (laughs) season one (laughs) those episodes are short as well yeah it's it's like 20 minute episodes Mm. which is very very nice because it's just like if my friends they pack in so many jokes in those yeah it's it's actually wild how how dense the episodes are Mm. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun right now. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's it for my recommendations for okay. this week. So, let's get into it. Number okay. one, I watched A Kind of Murder. Okay. It's a period drama set in the 1950s where a man's wife goes missing and he okay. becomes the main suspect. Oh. Uh, the production design is phenomenal. Okay, nice. The outfits, the interior design, the cars, they all look outstanding. All right. Well, do you watch movies from the 50s? Uh, no, not really. Okay, well, there's a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies where, like, you see it, and, like, uh, all the clothing look precisely like it. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's why I'm saying it looked. But, now, obviously, the footage is a little bit grainy from those days. Yeah. And this is in crystal clear. Oh. So, yes, I loved uh, Patrick Wilson, uh, you know. Yeah. The fits. Wait, so when was this released? Like 2012. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense. Why? Just checking. Oh, because Aquaman is now. <laughs> you, you're thinking like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new movie, no. Uh, yes. However, the plot and pacing let the movie down. Okay. It ends quite abruptly without resolving a major piece of conflict. Mm. I gave it a seven because how beautiful it was, but it probably deserves a six. So, ah, that's fine. Seven's a seven. Uh, fuck you, man. I'll, uh, I'll give uh, whatever uh, rating I want. You're you're not the, I don't know, ratings chairman. <laughs> the chairman of ratings. Yes. So you can say, hey, you, that's too high. That's too low. You know what? Fuck you. And if you are the ratings chairman, I refuse to participate in your organization. You know what? I'm handing in my card and my badge. <laughs> this is my last day on the force. <laughs> and I was 10 days from retirement. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> The next thing I watched was <laughs> I, Tonya. Okay. Which is a loose biographical comedy about the Tonya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan incident. Do you know what that is? No. All right. Well, I knew about this from like rap songs. Oh. Where somebody would be like, I'm going to narrate Nancy Kerrigan somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
Tonya Harding's husband and a small crew of idiots injured Nancy Kerrigan so she couldn't compete at the 1990 floor <laughs> Olympics, thereby giving Tonya a better chance at winning the figure skating event. A small crew of idiots. Yes, they, <laughs> truly, if you watch that movie, you realize like <laughs> how fucking stupid everyone is that was involved with that. Right? It's a truly outstanding movie and Alison Janney won Best Supporting Actress for good reason. Okay. I gave the movie a nine. Nice. Outstanding, outstanding movie. I think Margot Robbie was also nominated for Best Actress, but mm. she didn't win. So she plays Tanya Harding, I assume. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about figure skating. Right. Mm. That's pretty cool. All right. That came out in like 2017. Okay. Uh, yeah. The next yeah. movie I, I watched was called Margin Call. Mm. It's a thriller about the like an unnamed financial company over a 24-hour period. Just as the news of the global financial crisis gets out. Okay. And like how they respond to it. Right. It's very well acted. It's an ensemble cast. Like, mm. let me just. Jeremy Irons, mm. Kevin Spacey. Mm. Ooh, not good. Yeah. <laughs> Guy you love because. Oh, a, goodness. He's a rapist. You love that about oh. it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Zachary Quinto just coming out of uh, Star Trek. Mm. Um. Ken Badgley. I think he was still on Gossip Girl at the time. Mm. Uh, fuck. Paul, what's his name? The Vision. Oh. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his he's name. He's from Solo. He's in, He's the bad guy in Solo. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he's married to Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> fuck sakes. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway. Very well. Uh, acted and well written mm. I gave it a 9 Okay So I, I've been on like a A roll of like Very good movies this week Yeah The next movie I watched Was State of Play Right It's a political thriller About the privatization Of the American military Okay In the wake of 9-11 Right This is the good version Of the Ides of March Which I spoke about last week mm. I know you went here And you didn't listen to the episode You can't prove <laughs> that <laughs> You don't know what The Ides of March is about That is also What true. is it about I just said that is true. I'm just. I thought you would lie. <laughs> you can't even. You've been caught so uh, thoroughly. You couldn't even think of a lie. <laughs> Already admitted to it. Yeah, I've admitted to lying and then double down on the lie immediately <laughs> after when <laughs> when that drink stick. Sometimes you have to give up the lie to go go on to a, a bigger lie. <laughs> you know? That's how lying works. <laughs> well, certain strategies of lying. Right, I see. Mm. Yes. Anyway, it follows a journalist uncovering a plot by a senator and maintains tension for the entire runtime. Okay. It reminded me of a Pakula movie. Mm. Do you know who Pakula is? No. I've mentioned him several times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love him a lot as a director. He made uh, Clute. Oh, right, yes. Clute. He's yes. the detective John Clute. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Parallax View. Okay. And All the President's Men. Right. He made yeah in the sixties and seventies he made, well yeah the sixties and seventies he made political thrillers mm. in a time where there were a lot of political assassinations yeah JFK MLK RFK <laughs> <laughs> all the K's um, fuck who's the guy Avio, Lee Harvey Oswald yeah who was a patsy but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I gave it a nine. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's been a very good week. Mm. Then Rick and Morty season seven ended this week. 
Yes. I think that this is the best season of Rick and Morty in a long while. Okay. Uh, but I've seen quite a people on uh, quite a few people online call it mid. Right. So I don't know. Okay. I'm just I had a ball with the season. Okay. And I think this final episode mm. is a masterpiece. Okay. One of the best episodes ever. Right. Uh, yeah. I have it as the TV show as a whole as a nine, but there's a few like four, five, and six are mm. not as good. Okay. So it brings down the rating, but the first couple and this one have been you know very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. The next thing is Archer ended for real. Yeah. A few weeks ago, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, the TV show Archer ended," uh, but they released a three episode uh, capper. Yeah. That kind of like. Ties everything up. Yeah, I I think they didn't know that this would be the final season. Yeah. So they gave them extra time to you know like to finish it up. Yes, to give that three episodes where they can like you know <laughs> you know give them a proper send off. Yeah. Yeah. Tie up all the loose ends and yeah. So I watched that. That was cool. Okay. Uh, Jack Reacher season two. Mm. It came out last week, but I only got to it this week. Okay. Uh, they released the first three episodes, and then it's going to be week by week from now on. Right. Uh, it's an Amazon show. It's you know about the titular character, Jack Reacher. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, in the movies, Tom Cruise plays him, but he's like Tom Cruise is a short guy. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. But the guy that plays him in the TV show, Alan Richardson. Yeah. He's uh, you may know him from Fast X. Yeah. He's the. Oh, I don't want to spoil <laughs> Fast X, but he's a guy in Fast X. Um, he's fucking huge, dude. Yep. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh my gosh. This guy is... <laughs> his arms are like boulders. <laughs> fucking <laughs> outrageous. Anyway, um, it's, it's, it's a very right-wing show. <laughs> but yes, it's, it has good action. Okay. And I, I find it fun. Like, Ben Shapiro wrote a book. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it's very similar to Jack Reacher. Oh, but Jack Reacher oh, no. doesn't like go into like homophobia in the same way, you know, Ben yeah. Heroes does. Right. Finally, I watched a movie called Leave the World Behind. It's a Netflix movie. Okay, you may want to watch it. It's a new Sam Esmail movie. Do you know who that is? No, he's one of my guys. Okay. Do you know Mark Maron? Maybe he's a podcast host of a podcast I've never listened to, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a very popular podcast. So I've heard this phrase, like whenever he's interviewing someone, he says, "So who are your guys?" Oh, right, right. So <laughs> I think to myself, "Okay, who are my guys?" Obviously, George Lucas, James really? Cameron, really? Uh, but Sam Ismail is also one of my guys. Okay, one of my big big guys. He's like a top five guy. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> he made Mr. Robot, one of my favorite TV shows. Yeah, okay. Right. Like yes. my number two favorite TV show. Yeah. It was number one for a very long time until last year when I watched Better Call Saul. Yeah. So he made a movie. Okay. It, I'm not saying reminded, but it's also very similar to another movie that came out a few weeks ago called. Uh, I think it's called Old Dads. Oh yeah, or yeah. Something. It's yeah. a Bill Burr movie. Yeah, that movie felt very episodic. Yeah, where like, I swear Netflix wanted to make a TV show. Yeah, and then maybe like 
because of the writer and actress right they like recut into a movie yeah similarly i feel like this was meant to be a like five episode little mini like series like a mini series yeah but uh they recut it into a two and a half hour movie okay um i think it was Brian De Palma mm he said he didn't go to film school okay. he just learned everything he needed from Alfred Hitchcock movies yeah I think Sam Ismail is like his own film school. <laughs> you can just watch is like again, you know we're talking about how Ariaster shoots. Yeah. Watch his frame composition. Okay. Watch every <laughs> every single thing. Watch it. <laughs> watch it all. <laughs> yes. This movie is a hard 10. Okay. It's in the debate about my favorite movie of the year. Okay. It's between this and Oppenheimer. Right. That's where I'm at. Okay. Boys of Rain and Killers of the Flower Moon I gave them both 10s but mm. there's a a range of 10s. Right. Yeah. I've explained this concept before. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh Oppenheimer and Leave the World Behind are my two of the movie. Yeah. This was produced by the Obangla. Okay. Who so it's a political movie, a political okay. thriller. Right. Well, it's it's It's, it's difficult to explain without spoiling. Okay. So I don't want to talk too much about it. Mm. First of all, just watch it. Just okay. watch it because it's a Sam Ismail movie before anything else. Okay. Right. right. Cool. <laughs> But it's so well shot, so well acted, so well written. Mm. It's uh outstanding. Okay. Right. Yeah. But yes, a lot of people are reading into the politics of it. Yeah. Because Obama produced it. <laughs> and in the <laughs> in the okay. interview why did you laugh you did, when i <laughs> you don't know who the obangla was <laughs> he obangled so many things during his pre- presidency bro how do you not know him as the obangla cuz i know him as obama <laughs> but anyway he gave an interview sam smell gave an interview where he said like he ran the script past obama yeah and he said like a lot of these things are true right well <laughs> right it was very close to being true yeah and, okay uh, yes let's be clear i don't like him okay obama <laughs> not sam <Yes>. ismail <laughs> <laughs> i have a friend who loves obama right because every year he releases like a music list yeah which i don't believe to be true i okay. believe like an intern yeah, that, that works for me <laughs> that works for him like releases the the list Yeah. And Bill Obama is just like, "Oh, this is my list." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I have no evidence that's the case, but uh usually what, that's how it works. Whatever so my friend loves him and thinks he's so cool. Mm. But I think of him as a war criminal. <laughs> so okay. every Fair time enough. he's talking about how cool Obama is, I just want to burst in and be like, "Hey, fuck that guy." <laughs> but, you know, I I try not to be a Debbie Downer. You know, Thank he's you. not praising him for being a walker I mean, he's praising him <laughs> for music so <laughs> so it's fair enough yeah um but yes watch the movie hard 10 okay uh do you have anything else to say no all right so thank you for listening please remember to rate review subscribe give a like etc importantly it needs to be a five star review has to be please subscribe on patreon to listen to our movie commentaries mm-hmm. you can find all our links at paceup.com Please tell a friend, tell that friend to tell a friend, tell a family member, tell everyone. And uh yeah, goodbye. Cheerio. <laughs>